Masechet Pesachim has been dedicated by Mr. Ike J. Shechebar in honor of his grandparents, Mr. Ike and Jeanette Bibi. We bless Mr. Ike Shechebar, who's been a sponsor of the Dafyomi for many uh, days. They should continue to enjoy success, health, and happiness. May his grandparents also enjoy much nachat from him as well as all their grandchildren and may they only share in semachot for the entire family. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Semach Beda in memory of his father Yosef bin Miriam. Amen. Today's daf is being studied and Abraham ben Esther. Big and Eden, Amen. We are beginning uh, today's daf on Kuf Dalid, and we start one, two, three, four, five, six lines from the bottom on the word Peshita. And the Gemara says, Peshita. It is obvious or simple. If a person has other vegetables, and he also has, of course, Maror. And we learned in yesterday's daf that there are two tibulin. There's tibul rishon, and then you have the tibul of the maror into the haroset. So Ravunat teaches us over here, it's obvious if you have sha'ar yirakot, if you have other vegetables, for example, we'll say karpas, if you have, let's say, the celery, mevarech ha-sha'ar yirakot, So the first tibul, you take the karpas, you make a burepriyadama, because obviously it's a suit to have hana'ah from anything in this world without making a berakha. So you have to make what's called berakat al-hinin, the berakha of uh, before you eat. Ve'adar mevarech al-akhilat maror ve'akhil. And then later when you make the second tibul, which is the mitzvah, so then you make a berakha, maror, and then you eat it as well. Let's read the bottom Rashbam. Since he has other vegetables, it's much better to do it this way. Make the adama first. Which is the beracha that is that would be fitting for them. And that adama will cover the maror that you're eating after. So therefore, according to this system over here, it makes the most sense. Rav Huna holds mitzvot in Sirichot Kabana. And since he holds mitzvot in Sirichot Kabana, uh, he doesn't want you get, he does not want you to get involved with eating maror first, because then you're going to be you the mitzvah maror because mitzvot instantly called kavana. You're going to be you the mitzvah really not in the preferred time because really maror is supposed to be eaten after the matzah because it's a matzot umrorim. So let me just listen. If you have shadi rakot, go with the shadi rakot. Don't don't get involved with eating maror twice and having to be you the first time, etc. So that's the first thing. Now, if you look at the bottom tosfot. The bottom tosfot says Ravuna Savar Kirish Lakish Debae. I'm sorry. Let's let's continue reading for a moment. That's the Peshita. Now, 
פשיטא איך אני קשעני לכל מבנה קשעני לכל מבנה פרי אדמה ואחים אדם הולך על חמרון ואחים איך הדלק אלא חסה here's the point in a place where a person only has חסה meaning lettuce that's a maror item so he's going to need that for both tibulim he's going to need that for tibul ishon and tibul sheni מאי so what is he supposed to do? אמר אבונה מברך מעיקרה המרור בורא פרי אדמה ואכיל but him again Use that for the first tibul. He has to make pri adama. Eat it. Ul besof mevarech alia al achilat maror. And then he'd have to make on it what? Al achilat maror on the second uh, second tibul veachil. And then he would eat it. Now look at the bottom tosfot. Amar Ravuna mevarech Ravuna savar kereshlakish de ba'ek kavana. Is he holds mitzvot sedichot kavana? So therefore, since mitzvot sedichot kavana, there really is no problem. To eat the hasa first, because you're not yotzei yedechovat maror, and since you're not yotzei yedechovat maror, so therefore it's a vegetable eating with a pedama for tibul bishon, and then you'll eat the uh, maror again. The second time you'll have kavana, and the proof is you're making givaraka. You're saying I should get the shemot of sevanu ala kilat maror. So it's clear that wherever you're making the beracha, that's where your kavana is, and therefore you eat the hasa twice. That, that's the shita of Ravuna. So yeah, Ravuna. He's telling us again from the beginning. If you have Sha'ari Rakot, everybody will tell you, opt for the Sha'ari Rakot, not to put yourself in a predicament. But if you only have Hasa, do it twice. First time Adama, second time Alakhilat uh, Maror. Beautiful. Now comes the Gemara and says, Matif Laarab Hasda. So Rav Hasda asks a question. Le'achar. If the person filled his stomach with them, he's going to eat it again? Now this question over here is subject to a mahluk trishonim. How to learn this uh, question? Let's learn the rashbam. It's a very small rashbam, but we see a shita. Which means, it sounds from Rav Hazda that you are Yotzeh with the first eating. And the only reason why you'd be eating the second uh, Maror is just because the children to do something different. And Rav is speaking that out very clearly. So therefore, with the question according to Rav Hazda is hold it. You were Yotzeh already with the first maror. So, after you filled your stomach with them, and you were Yotzeh, the obligation of eating maror, because Rav Hazda will hold that what? Mitzvot enam sirichot kavana. And since you hold mitzvot enam sirichot kavana, so you Yotzeh already. So he's asking the obvious question. If you filled your stomach already with them, how are you going to eat them again later on with the Merachah? If anything, the second eating of the Hasa is only for a Heker to do something strange in order to get the children to ask. That's the way the uh, understanding of the Rajban is. And actually, that is the um, way of the Me'iri. I'll read you the Me'iri inside. Uldat Rav Hazda, Eno Sovet Kravuna. Meaning, 
ועשה בו כל הנצרך, והאח יחזור ויברך. Which means he's saying, you ate it already, your stomach is full, meaning you fulfilled your obligation. Because mitzvot in absidikot kavana, how could you say Allah khilat maror on the second, on the second eating? Seemingly that would be a beracha, the batala. That's the way Timi'iri understands the question. Tosfot holds. No, even Nav Hasda agrees to Nav Huna, mitzvot sirichot kavana. However, he's... Question is that it doesn't make sense to um, be yotze and make the berachah al achilat maror in the second eating, even though that's where you're being yotze. But it doesn't make sense to make the berachah after you fill your stomach with them in the first eating. So the Tosfot understands that Hazda will say you're supposed to make your al achilat maror in the first eating, but you're not yotze then. Oh. It's a delay. You make the alakhilat parod in the first eating, which is heker, and then you use that berakhah for the second eating that's going to come uh, after, and that's not considered a hefsek, uh, and it's not considered a sehadat, and to sort through some other cases where a person uh, can make it, no, make alakhilat maror the first time, it's going to the fazda, and the second time nothing, because you covered your bonepiyadamara, and you covered with your. Uh, that's the way Tosfot understands. So the base of Mahlouk is what does Rav Hazda hold? Because he holds Mitzvot Sirikot Kavana or Mitzvot Enam Sirikot Kavana. Basically, whatever he holds, he's still challenging Rav Huna's uh, premise. Your system is not a good system. Either because it's a Merakhala Matala, because Hakajimik Allah Kirat Maror, you will say already Maror in the first in the first Tibbut. According to Tosfot, no, I agree with you. Mitzvot Sirikot Kavana. And therefore you were not Yotzeh in the first uh, eating. But you know what? You should make Yalakhilat Maror then. Because it's not proper to make Yalakhilat Maror after you fill your stomach with them. The Yalakhilat Maror should be made in the beginning and it's on hold. And it'll be, you'll use it later on after. That is Shittat Tosfot. Anyway, comes the Gibran says, Elam Arab Hazda. So therefore Arab Hazda offers his uh, option, which is what? In the first eating, you make both berachot. You make adama, you also make maror, achil, and eat. Ulbesof, achil, achilat hasa, Then you eat the hasa a second time without a berakha. Again, comes out, whichever way you're learning, which maror are being you say with the berakha. You say that he holds what's what enam sirikot kavana, it's the first. Eating. If you hold that it is the mitzvot, serichot kavana, then it's the second eating with the berachah being made in the beginning. That would be like the tosafot. Kanzi Gemaran says, Besuria avde keravuna. In Surya they followed the opinion of Ravuna. Meaning the way they ate the uh, two dippings in a case where they had only hasa. Well, we have other rabbis that followed Rav Chazda. And Allah indeed follows Rav Chazda. So the Gemara says, Rav Chazda. 
Ravacha bered Rava, he made sure to toil after other vegetables in order to take himself out of the mahlokit. Because now everybody agrees. If you have shari rakot, finish. Make the first thing on shari rakot. Make your adama. Everybody agrees you're not yotze. You don't have to put a delay on your beracha. It's fine. So he says, even though like I would follow the Hazdaf, you only had hasa, where you would do it twice, the way he uh, proposed. However, the um, uh, best way, and that's why we follow this opinion, we get ourselves out of Mahlokit, we take a karpas, and we make an adamad, and we make the barakah of Allah al-Baror later on in the Saudah. Now, Tosfot has a uh, question over here. On your maror that you're eating uh, after birkata motzi, the second tibul, do you have to make a borepri adama on this um, on this eating? On the second tibul, do you have to make a berakari shona? Yeah, which means even if you made a berakah before the meal, you do have the whole entire. Hagada in between, and then we're making the So the sheila is is the berachal you made and the first dipping cover you for the second dipping or not? Now from our gemaras mashma that it covers you because clearly the gemara says that on the second dipping you make just uh, one berachal alakilat maror. But let's see the tosfot. Right, that was the opinion of the Hazda. The Hazda said you make the two berakot on the first hasa and the second eating without a beraka. Mm-hmm. So he's telling you that you're not yotze really from the first berakot because the gada indeed is a hefsek. Because aren't you eating the matzah? It's considered items that are coming in the meal and they are for the purpose of the meal. Meaning, any items that are appetizing items that, let's say, open the appetite and are usually eaten, let's say, with the bread itself, so that would be considered part of the Sauda. So part of the Sauda, the Hamotzi, covers it. The Yirakot, they draw the heart into, into eating. Remember my second Yirakot we learned? That the pat is poter the parperit. What is the parperit? Literally the peripheral. Or what is secondary to the pat. This maror over here is not like fruit. Where people, let's say, would not eat fruit during a sauda, but maybe you'd have to make a another beracha. So that's just what's uh, shita that the hamotzi covers the um, the maror. Other rishonim argue and say, no, that's not the angle, because you're only eating a kezai to this maror, and you're really eating it for the mitzvah. This is not being eaten over here as a appetizer or to open up the the lev. And therefore they want to say that really the Hamotzi would not cover this, uh, this item. Ela, you have to have kavana when you make the Borepli Adama for your karpas, have in mind to be Yotzeh for the Maror as well. So that's a Mahloka Tosfot brings that Shita uh, towards the end. Um, 
You could go to the end of the Tosafot. It's one, two, three, four, five lines down in the wide lines of Tosafot. The Arab Yosef Tov Elim Katab Sidro. He wrote in his Sidur. Lama Shar Yirakot Ba'in Tehila. He gives the reason. Why do we have Shar Yirakot first? Liftor Hazeret Beberacha Reuyala. Just for the specific reason, so you can make an Adama to be Poter the Maror. That's his reason. Tosfot does not um, accept or like that reason. Again, it's a very important Mahluk in Rishonim. We hold that one indeed should have Kavana at the time of the first Tibur to be Yotse the uh, Maror from the Beracha of Borepeli Adama. Comes the Gemara now onto a New point. This is what Hillel said. Literally from the name of the Gemara. Uh, we would say this from tradition, meaning from his rabbi, that heard from his rabbi, all the way back. Now, I want to point out this Hillel that we're mentioning over here is Hillel the Amora. He's not a Tana, not Hillel Azaken, the famous Tana. Now, Gibra says, Lon Nichroch Inish Matsa Umaror Venichul. A person on the night of the Seder should not make a sandwich from the Matzah and the Maror and eat them together. Don't eat them like that. Eat them separately. Why? Mishum desvira lan, because we hold matzah bismanazeh deoraita. The obligation to eat matzah today is still minatora umaror drabanan. However, the maror today is only midrabanan. Means once already we don't have korban pesa anymore, so the maror becomes drabanan. So now the question is, what's going to be if you're going to Put them together. So he says, What's going to happen is, the maror, which is rabbinical, is going to nullify the matzah, which is the oraita. How is it going to nullify it? Bottom line, aren't you eating it? What do you mean nullifying it? Bottom line, you're ingesting the matzah. So you're ingesting it together with maror. What's the pshat? It nullifies. So the Rajbam over here says, he understands that the taste or the bitterness of the maror will uh, affect the ta'am of the matzah and therefore it negates it. When you have to eat the matzah, you have to have ta'am matzah. When you don't have ta'am matzah, you're not yotzeh. Now, by taking a maror and putting it, and only because it's drabanan, since it's Rabbanan, it has the ability to affect and impact the mitzvah, the oraita. That's the way that she learns as well. Uh, Tosfot understands from here that if let's say a person would put spices in his matzah, he also would not be yotzeh. Because you see where you need what? Ta'am matzah. So just like the baror can negate the eating of the matzah, so to other spices. But the Tosfot says, if you just added a little spices, that's not going to be batel, the ta'am. Now the Ramban understands this halakha uh, in a different light. He says, 
מצוות הפשט יהיו מבטלים לטעם, אלא מצוות אכילת המצה בטלה ממנו, כי צריך לעשות אותה בפני עצמה. יהיה סתם, the eating of the matzah has to be done alone. עד איפה מבטל באכילה of matzah. Others learn, Rabbeinu David, for example, he says, it's considered a hatzitzah. Which means, imagine if you would take, let's say, the matzah, and you would wrap it around with some sort of a string. And you would ingest it like that. The matzah is not touching your, your throat. You have a hefseq between the matzah and your mouth. So he writes over there that it's like karchan besiv, which we're going to learn later on. It's like you took a, you know, a string, a certain type of string, and you covered the matzah. Here you took your maron, you covered the matzah, it serves as a hefseq, in the Akhirah, so basically there's three understandings of what's the bitul of the mitzvah over Is it bitul in ta'am, by shitat rashi and rashbam? Is it bitul in akhila, that you have to eat it alone, like the Ramban? Or is it considered a hefsek in the akhila, like Rabbeinu David? Now, comes the Gemara and says, Va'afilu leman da'amar, mitzvot en mebatelot zu et zu, and even according to the opinion, it says no. There's no such concept of mitzvot, mebatlot, zu You can do the two mitzvot like that, and they will not negate each other. That's only if both mitzvot are deoraita. Or both mitzvot are on the rabbanan level. However, about deoraita or rabbanan, like in this case, where your matzah is deoraita, and your maror is rabbanan, Indeed, the Rabbanan will uh, negate the, um, the mitzvah. Now, the Rajbam explains that according to the opinion that says mitzvot enam mevatlot zuadzu, so the explanation is. Because since they're equal, each one is on equal footing. Either both are on the Deoraita level or on the Drabanan level. Uh, therefore, does not have the ability to mivatel. Uh, the Hatam Savit explains what this means. We have a principle in the laws of Yoredi'ah. Min bimino eno batel. Which means when you have two similar items that get mixed up with each other, both maintain its identity. For example, if milk would fall into meat, there's a concept of bitul. The milk is one species, and the meat is a different species. That's called mean b'she'enu b'mino. Mean b'enu mino has bitul. However, the mean b'mino eno batel. Which means there is no bitul on uh, two like items in certain cases. So therefore, Hatabzri wants to say that uh, they're not going against each other. There are two different items that can mevatel each other. Two deoraitas are two on the same items. So therefore, they're able to coexist and you're being yotzedi mitzvah. That's the shita. Now, however, everybody would agree in this case, since it's the rabbanan deoraita, you are not yotzeh. Comes the Gemara and says, Mantana, who's the opinion? Deshamat le mitzvot en mebatelot zu et zu. Who's that opinion? Which opinion holds that mitzvot do not mivatel? Again, only when there are two deoraitas. Hilleli. Right. Hillel hazaken. Ditana. Ditanya, because we have a brighter. Amru alava the lil. We have a 
record about Elel, they said, Shaya Korchan Bevatahat Veochlan. He used to make the sandwich. He used to take the matzah, the maror, and the kurban pesach, and he used to put them all together and eat them. Shnei emar al matzot umeoreruin yochelu, which means with the matzot and the meorim you should eat it. Eat what? Eat the kurban pesach. Now again, uh, these items over here. Obviously, there's a tons of better mikdash. The matzah, the maror, the kurban pesach were all deoraita. And you see what? Today is telling you the preferred way according to the Torah to eat it is how? Yes. In a sandwich. So you see, you hold it on the Doraita level, mitzvot enam mebatlot zoetzu. From the fact that that's the way Hillel ate it. So comes the... Incidentally, that's the... Lashbam um, clearly says, Korchan devatachat, Pesach, Masa, Omaror. All three items are uh, eaten Together. Comes again, Maran says, Ve'amar Yuhanan. Yuhanan came along and said, Cholkin alav haverav al Hillel. The rabbis argued on Hillel. They held on, that's not the way you eat the Pesach Masao Marur. Why? Netanya, because we have a brighter. Yachod ye korchan bevatahat ve'ochlan kederek shehillel ochlan. Right, you think that that's the way you're supposed to eat it? And all one sandwich together, like Hillel uh, proposed? The fact that the Pasuk says that is singular. I just mentioned um, both items. So to teach us the extra who is referring to that what each item should be eaten individually. But let's to the end of the Braita. So he writes, even if they are separate. Now, that's a funny proof. Because it's mashma from the fact that the bright ends open and says, even separate. That's mashma. But if you want to eat it together, go right ahead. So you're trying to prove to me, oh, Rabbi Hanan says, the rabbis, they argue on Hillel. Which means, they would hold, you can't put them together. But from the bright that doesn't say that. All the bright that says is, you have an option to eat them separately. But it's mashma that you even can eat it. Meaning, but if you want to eat it together, mm-hmm. go right ahead. So the Gemara asks, Matkif la Rav may afilu. You come to try to prove to me that the rabbis do not hold of this concept of making the Koreh because they hold mitzvot mevatlot zu and zu. What's the afilu in the Beraita? <coughs> so the Gemara says, Ela amar Rav Now, whenever you see an Ela, it rejects the original premise. Which is according to Rav Asher, Rav Asher is going to answer, you know what? Really the rabbis agree to Hillel, that what? That mitzvot enam mebatlot zu And really if you want to eat it in the Korech, go right ahead. Haitana hakikatani, yacho lo yitze behu yedei chovato, ela imken korchan bevatachat veochlan kedir shelel ochlan? Do you think that the only way you can be yotze is if you eat it together? Talmud Lomar Which means the Hadush of this opinion is you have another option. Whereas Hillel will tell you that what? You have to eat it. This rabbi will tell you, no, there's no preference. You can eat it or if you eat it also uh, separately. So therefore, it's not where you have a mahlukat over here in Mivatlot Zuwitzu. According to this, everybody holds mitzvot on the same madriga in a mivatlot, zu and zu. And the mahlokit is, what is preferred? And they will tell you, korchan, that's the, the right way. He's going to learn it, that when it says, al matzot umrorimi means, with the matzot umrorimi meaning, together. And the other rabbi will tell you, no, 
the fact that it says Yochiluhu, the who teaches me what that they could be even eaten separately. So comes the Gemara says Hashta delo etmar ilcheta lo kelel delo kerabanan, which means uh, now that uh, we don't have a hakra'a, is the halakha like hilel or is the halakha like the rabbis? Mevarech al achilat matzah veachil. First, what we do in the seder, we make al achilat matzah first, and we eat matzah separately. Vadad mevarech al achilat maror veachil. Then we eat the maror separately, al achilat mara, my maror, and we eat. Vadad achil matzah vehasab adadade. Then we make the sandwich of the matzah and the hasad together. Belo beracha. Without a berakah, which means like this. Today, we do not put anything together. Now, nobody would tell us to put anything together over here today, because you have matzah de oraita and marod rabbanan. In that case over there, there is no mahlokit, that why you're not supposed to put it together. So therefore, today we're going to eat them separately. But what? Just to commemorate... The way Hillel Azakin used to do the seder, in his seder there was a sandwich. So therefore, we're only eating the sandwich, not to alleviate any halachic issues over here. Because everybody agrees that the only way to do it is matzah levad, maro levad. Because everybody will hold in this case, the what are we doing over here? Have the sandwich just to commemorate the inyan that that's the way Hillel used to do it. And that's actually the way Baram brings down in Halakha. And that's the way the post scheme explain it. And uh, Rajbam speaks this out clearly. Right, the time they used to eat the Quran Pesach, where everything was, they were right. Okay, next point. Amar Rabbi El Azar, Amar Rabbi Yoshaya. Okay, now, since we're talking about dippings, so now we're going to another halakha. Kemal gives a rule. Any item, like a vegetable, that you're going to dip into a liquid is going to necessitate nitilat yadayim first. Why? Let's review quickly the laws of Tum'ah. One law is setam yadayim shiniyot le Tum'ah. Achamim said, regular hands are considered a shini level to Tum'ah. Now, a shini, if it touches food, cannot make it a shilishi. Unless that item is tirumah. If the item is tirumah, tirumah can become a Shinishi. However, regular foods, hulin, if you, a sheni touches it, it does not make impact at all. Unless there is liquid involved. How does it work when there's liquid? So the Akhami made another gizera, and they said that when your sheni hands touch the liquid that's on the fruit, the liquid reverts back to become a rishon letum'ah. Now, once that rishon letum'ah is touching the food, it will make the food a sheni letum'ah. So therefore the Akhamim necessitated when a person is going to dip a vegetable in liquid in order that you don't make the food a shini letum'ah so you have to make netilat yadayim now what is that yadayim going to do? now your hands are not a shini anymore 
Now when it touches the water, nothing happens to the water, and the food, the food does not become tameh. Now, the reason why the Hakimim necessitated this, the uh, Poshkim explained, the Shunim explained as well, is just like they necessitated Tayyadai for Lehim. What was the reason why they necessitated Tayyadai for Lehim? Because they did it for the Kohanim. Because they were concerned that Kohanim will eat bread of Tirumah. If they're not going to wash their hands, the Tirumah can become a Shilishi. So they said, you know what? For that one, food. Every time you're going to eat food like bread, which is a staple item, so they want you to make the Tayyadai in order that the Kohanim will be zealous and always wash their hands before they eat bread so they don't make their tiruma a sheni. Now the rabbis extended that as well when it came to vegetables. Because now, by not washing your hands, the vegetables will become a sheni. So now, anytime you're having a situation where you have a food that can become a sheni, there's a gizrah that the kohanim will touch that by tiruma and it will become a shilishi. So therefore they put it not only by bread, but they made the gizra also by any item that you're dipping in the liquid. Now, which liquids are we talking about? The seven liquids. Yad, Shahat, Dam. Yad, Shahat, Dam would be uh, Yayin. Uh, dam, blood, that's Yad. Shahat, Shin, Shemin, which is Shemin, Zayid. Halav is milk. Tal is Du. Dam would be Dvash. Honey and men would be Mayim. So now comes the Gemara and says, Amar Papa, Shma' Minna. We learn from over here, Hai Hasa. This Hasa that you're eating, Sarikh Lishikwe Baharoset Mishum Kapa. Now, if you tell me you have to make the Tayyadayim, the assumption is that what? Your hands are going to come in contact with the liquid. Because your hands, which are a shinny, are going to touch the liquid that's on the vegetable. Make it a rishon, the rishon is going to make the vegetable a shinny. Now, where, where is your hands going to come into contact over here? You're dipping the, let's say, the hasa, the maror, you're dipping it into haroset. Like we said, that uh, there was a certain uh, poison, we'll call it kappa. Kappa is either a certain poison in the maror itself, that the only way to negate it was... By dipping it in the haroset, the haroset had wine in it, and the wine of the haroset would somehow negate it. Or some say that the kappa was actually a worm that was on the uh, haroset, and the way to you know kill that uh, worm would be by putting it in the haroset. But it's much in order to do the job, you have to actually drown the maror in the haroset, and that's why you have to make the ta'yadayim, because your hands are going to come in contact with the with the liquid. Then, yes, the haros has yayin in it. The haros has wine in it. Wine is one of the seven liquids. So therefore I tell you again, when you're taking the maror, they're telling you, ah, you're dipping it in the haros, you have to make the tachadayim. Why? That means my hands must be coming in contact with the liquid. How? If I'm just dipping a superficial dipping, my hands are only holding onto the maror. My hands don't touch the haros. It must be that you have to actually submerge the maror into the haroset. Why? Because of the issue of kappa. What is kappa? Look at the ashbam. Sarikh l'shikwa'eba haroset. You have to submerge it in the haroset all the way. Mishum kappa. So your hands are going to be touching the liquid. Eris shehazeret yeshpo eris. Yeah. The hazeret has a poison in it. Kederek habet salim. Like onions. Velkach salim tedat yadam tedborishon. Kedelkama chere nogeya bemashkim. You're touching the liquid. Now, 
This is a type of tolaat. And therefore, in order to get rid of that tolaat, uh, that type of worm, that's the way the Tosfot explains uh, as well. Now really, uh, this is a type of worm that grows in the fruit itself. If it grows in the fruit itself, it's not one of the worms that are forbidden from the Torah. So that's why there's no problem to eat it. But you want to get rid of it. You don't want to eat the worm. So therefore they said, just put it in the haros and that will, uh, right, it'll, it'll, it'll kill it. It'll just, uh, it'll actually uh, get rid of it. says, Because if you're going to tell me you don't have to submerge it, why would I have to make the tilat chadaim? I didn't touch the liquid. So comes the Gibran says, hold it. Maybe I'll argue and tell you you don't have to submerge it. And your hands are really not touching the liquid. And maybe the kappa uh, dies just from the smell of the haroset. Maybe I got submerged all maro. Maybe just put the maro next to the haroset, or just you know dab it with the haroset, and it smells it, and therefore it dies. So then the question is, if that's the case, in alamalin itilachadaim. Yeah, because if we learned earlier that if you only have hasa, so even in the first dipping you'd have to dip it in haros, because bottom there's a poison there. So if there's a poison in there, so the Gebra is saying now, really I'll tell you, you don't have to dip it, submerge it. So if you don't have to submerge it, why did you tell me you have to make the Tila Chadaim? The answer not coming in contact with the liquid. So the Gebra says, no, Dilma Mashke'ule. So Gezera, we're worried that you might submerge it and your hand might touch the liquid, and therefore you have to be uh, concerned. Now papa said a different deen. Don't leave the maror sitting in the haroset. Why? Because of the sweetness of the spices that were in the haroset. I'm going to learn later that the haroset, one of the ingredients was apples. Apples are sweet. So we're worried that the sweetness of the haroset might affect the bitterness of the maror. It's going to take away the bitterness of the maror. maror And you need ta'am maror, and you are not going to have it. Right. Comes the Gibran says, Adbereh literally means he was escorting him. And at the time he was escorting him, he was uh, saying over a halakha. Natal yada b'tibul rishon. If a person made netilat shadayim for tibul rishon, for the first uh, tibul. Notel yada b'tibul sheni. If he decides to eat some more, he has to make netilat shadayim again for the second tibul. Now what are we talking about over here? Are we talking about Lil Pesach? Are we talking about during the week? So the Gemara says, Amaru Rabbanan Kamed Rapapa. So they said this halakha in front of Rapapa, and he said, Ha be'alma itmar. This is about Stam. A guy during the week, not on Pesach, who normally does not dip more than once. And therefore, if he dipped once, of course he has to make the Tachadayim, but since his intention is not to dip again, 
it's considered as if he had a hisayah adat. He has a break in the intent, and therefore we'd have to make the tlat shadayim on the second thing that he did not anticipate to eat. That was his deen. Why? Because if you're going to tell me that it's talking about Leil Pesach, that you have to make the tlat shadayim twice, it says, what do you mean? He washed his hands once already, and he knows that what? He's going to have to eat again. He's during Pesach, it's an exceptional night. We dip twice, we eat twice. So therefore, you can't be talking about Pesach, why would you have to wash twice? Mashiachin on a normal weekday, I understand why you have to wash twice, because after the first eating, Dipping is usually all you do. So to say, Adat, you have to dip again. I mean, wash again. Amar lihu rapapa. So the papa says, what do you mean? Adraba. On the contrary. Hacha itmar. It was said specifically by Pesach. Leil Pesach. That you have to wash twice. The isa katatak be'alma itmar. If you're going to tell me it's talking about be'alma in a normal life, lamali tretibuleh. Which means, who's eating tretibuleh? Which means it was so uncommon, the Gebrahim is asking, what are you talking about, guys eating tre tebule? Who eats tre tebule? Who dips twice? That cannot be the case. Ela mai. Hacha itmar? Oh, you tell me it's by Pesach? Netilat yadayim tre zimne lamali. Hamashal yadayim hadazimna. Right, you did it once. Amar kevan tebayel imar agatav alila. Since between the first dip and the second one, you have Hefsek. You have the Haggada. You have Hef of the Halil. Dilma Asuhe Ashe Lidate Venaga. We're worried what's going to happen. You might, you mind me, your mind might be taken off watching your hands. As you're going through the Haggada, you might touch places that are dirty, let's say. So therefore, in Akhenami, even though you knew you're going to eat. Some more things that I needed tevilah, but since there's a uh, significant hefsek between tibul mitzvah and tibul sheni, so therefore, yeah, even on the pesach, you would have to do it twice. Now we do wash twice because we wash on the matzah. So Tosfot says that when the Gemara is talking about over here tibul sheni, he's really referring to washing for the hamotzi because that's the same. That's the same point. What's the Gemara is really saying? If you made your netilat yadayim for tibul rishon, you still have to make the netilat yadayim for the matzah. It's the same concept. So the bottom line, what do you mean? Your hands are clean already, and you know you're eating the matzah. Ella, what's the reason why? Because the haggadah and the halal is going to be a yasehadah because it's a long break. So therefore, you'd have to do it again. Comes Gemara and says. Somebody took the matzah, he didn't chew on it, just swallowed the matzah. But if you swallow the maror, lo yatsa. What's the logic? Look at Rashbam. You didn't chew it. Yasa. Listen, bottom line, you ate it. And all the Torah says by matzah is, eat it. Would rather taste the as well. When it comes to the maror, the 
therefore you have to chew and feel the midirut. Whereas matzah, you should chew it and feel it, but but the if you swallowed it, it's okay. Next case, ma'alam matzah maror, you ate up together. You put the matzah and the maror together, and you swallowed both of them. Yedem matzah yatsa, yedem maror lo yatsa. So the Gemara says, well, the matzah that you swallowed, yotze, but the maror that you swallowed, you're not yotze. Which means, uh, again, the fact that you ate them together, uh, you're only going to get the matzah. You're not going to get the maror. Kaz Gebran says, uh, Tosfot asked the obvious question over here. Tosfot says, V'im tomar, Kevan she'em b'maror zem etzvah metrabanan, Liptil maror lahay matzah debahadeh. Didn't we learn above that when you do the mitzvot together, mitzvot nevatlot zu et zu, especially when they're not on the same level? So how could you be your save in the matzah? You should get zero. The maror is going to be vatel the matzah. The maror will be vatel the matzah. The yeshlomar, the lo sheyach bitul ela keshelo asan yachad. That's only sheyach when you're chewing them. The az be vatel ta'am yachad of chaveru. Had we explained according to the Rashbam above the logic of bitul in the mitzvot, the ta'am of this is be vatel the ta'am of that. When you're swallowing, nothing is mevatel anything because the top of the maror you're tasting it. So therefore, you'll be yotzei the matzah because you did not chew it, nor did you chew the maror. That clear? So comes the Gemara and says, now, karkan besiv ubalan. Let's say you took the matzah and the maror and you wrapped it in sieve. Sieve is like a certain grass that grows around the palm tree. It's like you uh, encapsulated the matzah and the maror. It's like a little uh, string, you wrapped it around. So the Gemara says, Af matzah na lo yatsa. Yeah, you say anything. Why? Because it's not even considered an achila. Because the matzah didn't even touch your mouth. There's a hefsek of the seed in between. To be considered an achila, at least it has to go down your, uh, the pipes touching the, 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 the body. Here, since you have a hefsek in between, and you swallow it, do not say anything. Amar Rav Shimi Bar Asheh. Rav Shimi Bar Asheh said, Matzah lefne kol ehad ve'ehad. What does this mean? Everybody sitting at the seder table, you should put matzah in front of all the members. In front of everybody. Look at the Rashbam. Minhag shilayin ayah le'asev ala mitot. The old days used to sit on the floor, like on couches, they used to lean on the couches that were on the floor. Everybody would have their own table. Not like us today that we have one big, uh, you know, collective table. Now, So therefore the custom was, everybody on their own uh, little table would have their own matzah and maror. But for us, you just put it in front of the... Uh, Malabad that's running the Seder, and he'll give out to everybody else. So again, Matzah, Lefne, Kolehad, Vehad. Maror, Lefne, Kolehad, Vehad. Maror as well. Haroset, Lefne, Kolehad, Vehad. As well as the Haroset. So again, the Rajbam says since each guy has his own table, so each guy has to have his, uh, his equipment, his mitzvot, in front of him. Now the uh, Tosafot explains a reason why. So Tosfot says, Nir'eh, the ta'ama, Kedesh yit'om tekef le'bracha miyad. 
Tosfum explains like this. We want you to taste from the mitzvot immediately. And why should that be different than when you're eating, let's say, on their Shabbat? Where the Baalabite makes the Hamotzi, he's the only guy that has the bread in front of him, and everybody just waits mm-hmm. to eat. So Tosfum says, it's different. There, it's only a birkat and a henin. Here, however, it's a birkat and mitzvah. Meaning, you're also making alachilat matzah, and you're making alachilat maror. When it comes to making a beracha of a mitzvah, you're not supposed to have a hefsek between the beracha and the beginning of the mitzvah. Now, if the balabais can be the only guy that has the, the matzah and the maror, he's going to make the beracha, everybody's going to answer amen. Now what? You have to wait until he eats himself, and he passes down to everybody else. Tosfot says that's hefsek. And therefore, it's proper to have it in front of everybody. Now, According to the Tosafot, this would apply even if people are sitting on a collective table. So you see, we have a big mahluk between the Tosafot and the Rajbam. What's the logic here? Rajbam says, listen, the only reason why you need your separate goods, because in those days, that's where they sat. They sat with separate tables. A separate table has to have their own stuff. Masha'enke, today we have one table, one for the whole balabayit. Masha'enke, according to the Tosafot, he says, no, this is a yan over here of speed. We want everybody to have the goods in front of him, so right when he makes the berachat the mitzvah, there'll be no interruption between the berachat the mitzvah and the eating. So therefore, everybody has to have it next to him. So, like I said, according to Tosafot, it should not make a difference in the style of the eating, whether you eat on separate tables or eat on one big table. So comes the Gemaran says, comes the Gemaran says. And we do not remove the table only in front of the person that is uh, reading the Haggadah. What is this referring to? We're going to learn soon that there was a mitzvah to take the table away before the meal. Why? In order that the Tinokot will ask a question. Hey, what's going on over here? We, we, what are we taking away the uh, table for? We didn't, uh, we didn't start eating. Now, In those days, the guy that was doing the Haggadah, he would have the uh, table in front of him as well. As a matter of fact, each person had their own personal table. But for this heker, you only have to take the table of one of the people. Meaning the balagada. Abal anu misalkinit ka'ara. Our customers, we have a big table. You take the whole dining room table inside? Of course not. So the Rajbam says our custom would be what? Is to take the Seder plate, the ka'ara. Sheba matzah maror shetabshilin lesofa shulchan. You don't have to take it out of the room. Just move it to the end of the table. Vedai lanu bekach. And that would be enough. Uh, so that's what the Rajbam is saying. That. In those days, it was only in front of the Malabayat. In our days, it means just take the ka'ara off the table. Again, this is to arouse the children to ask. Comes Gibran says, Ravunamar kulehu He comes along and says, Everybody is considered as sitting in front of the Baal, a bite of the Haggadah. And therefore, everybody does not have to have the Matzah, the Maror, the Haror sit in front of him. All you need is one set in front of the Baal Haggadah, and he makes the Berachot for everybody, and we're not worried about Hefsek and all these things, he's wanting to show, all you need is one set. 
So comes the Gemara and says, Amri de Bera Bianai, sorry, Bilcheta, Keravuna, and the Lacha indeed follows Ravuna, and that is our custom. And now we said that there's one Kala on the table, so in front of the Bala buy it, and everybody is Yotzeh with that Kala. You don't need to have a whole Kala in front of each person at the Seder. Now the Gemara says, Lama Okrimit Ashulchan. You slipped in there before that you have to move away the Shulchan. And how mahluk it was, you move it, you only have to move it not mahluk, but the statement was you move it in front of the Ba'al Agada. Why are you taking away the table at all? So the Gemara says, Amre debera biyanai, kedeshiyakiru tinokot v'yish'alu. So the children will ask, or they'll be aroused, and they will ask. Right? They can say, what's going on? We didn't have the, uh, we didn't have the meal yet. Why are you taking away the kara? And then what are the, the parents going to say? Oh, no, don't worry, we're bringing it back. Because we still have some more things to do. We're going to dip again. Uh, what do we dip it again for? Oh, Abadi Mayin Lufaro, and then we go into the whole uh, story. Abaye Abaye Tif Kamed Raba. Abaye was a young child. He was sitting in front of Raba. Hazad Deka Madleta Kamikame. He saw that they were taking the table away from him. They said it. They were following the halacha. They took the table away from Raba. Abad Leuso Abaye comes up and says, Hey, Adain Loka Achlinan. We didn't eat yet. And you're taking away the table from us? Which is, it worked. I mean, he was a little child, but very sharp, obviously. He said, what's going on over here? We didn't eat yet. What are you taking away the table for? says, He came along and says, That's it. You exempted us from our obligation of Manishtana. What does this mean? You exempted us from the obligation. Now we know one of the parts of the Seder is, you have to ask the questions. Manishtana, etc. If the, the child asks those questions, the father answers, What did Abayyad do over here? All Abayyad did is over here said, Hey, What's going on over here? Where's the, where's the, where's the food over here? You're taking away the food. So Rabat says, that, that's it. We can start that Gada. We don't have to say Manashtana. Why? So Rajbam says, Detanya le Kaman, Hakam binoshu'alo. If a person has a, uh, um, a child, so the son asks the questions. Vi'im lab, shu'elu le'atzmo. Hakam, if his son is a Hakam, the son asks the questions. If let's say, his son doesn't ask the questions. He has to ask it himself. Which means, Rabbi also has an obligation to say the Manishtana. If the son's not going to ask it, he has to ask it himself. Once, Rab, once Abaye asked the question, and he said, Hey, what's going on over here? So it's finished already. Already, the purpose of the Manishtana is what? As, as, as to, to open up the dialogue in a question answer form. Once already he asked the question, then that's like Manishtana, therefore I'm able to answer. Now, this only works according to what Rajbam says. But I want to remind you of Tosafot. Tosafot learned how does the Manishtana work. Manishtana works is that the child comes along and says, Hey, uh, what are you doing over here? You took out the uh, plate over here. We didn't eat dinner yet. This father answers back and says, Oh, don't worry. There's going to be a... Uh, second dipping, so we're going to bring it back. At that point, the child says, Second dipping, 
What are you dipping twice? And at that point, the father says, Oh, So, according to Tosafut, when it says you exempted us from Manashtana, uh, it doesn't mean that they didn't have to say Manashtana. Right. Which means, it means that once you ask this question now, now already we could start the Manashtana. Right. Because there's still more dialogue. Just because the child said, Hey, what are you taking away to dinner for? Oh, that's not the way it works. What do you take it away the dinner for? The father starts to say back. Because we still have, don't worry, we're bringing it back because there's one more tibul. Oh, there's one more tibul? Then what's the, uh, what's the reason for that? Now the child didn't ask that question yet. What's the reason for the second tibul? So according to Tosafot, meaning now we're able to start. You didn't exempt us, meaning with that leading question, you have now allowed us to proceed by saying the manishtana, and then we will provide with you the answer. According to Rajbam, no. The fact that he asked any question. What are we doing over here? Oh, what are we doing over here? Listen, tonight's a funny night. Tonight so we came out of Egypt, and therefore we're doing peculiar things, and therefore and so we want to remember Yisya'am Islam. Whereas the Tosafot is a little more uh, to it, so you would still have to say, according to him, the actual uh, manishtana.